Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. You're going to run smart retargeting to pick up all those apples that are falling off the back of the truck. They do return probably the best return on ad spend out of any ads that we do. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Hello and welcome to episode 118 of Perpetual Traffic. Today is part two of a two-part episode. We're going to take you through the second half of the three-step formula to 10x your Facebook ad spend with consistent ROI. This is a repeatable formula we've used to 5 to 10x different clients, e-commerce clients, clients selling digital products, physical products, software. And in a lot of cases, we have seen some massive transformation where people have 5 to 10x the size of their business, which is also ended up creating new partnerships and new product lines and just all kinds of opportunities. And so this is an exciting topic for us because we know that if you can put this to work, it can make a big impact for you and your business. Yeah. And not only to improve your business or increase your business, but many times five to 10 X your business, like we did in this particular case study that we're going to be talking about here today, using the same strategies that we fully delineated in episode 117. So not just vague results, like really specific results and yeah. results that have transformed businesses just by using what we're teaching here. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the 5 to 10x thing wasn't some hyped up number we came up with. It was because we went over all these different case study results looking at the numbers in the ads manager. And as you'll see in the slides that you can download at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast, this is episode 117 and 118, is uh, you're also going to see the ad spend, but you're also going to see the revenue and you're going to see some pretty good ROIs when you look at those. So make sure you, you download those. 
The other thing is, is uh, we're also going to reveal some of the recent split test results that we talked about a few weeks ago. Uh, but first, a little update on the Dominate Web Media side of things. We are uh, really excited to finally open up the doors and open up seats for our next live certification event, which is going to be in Austin, Texas again. And that was pretty epic earlier this year, wasn't it? Probably the best event I think we've ever put on, if I do say so myself, just because I think the output from that was pretty transformative. And we had some really good evidence of that in the weekend retreat that we did in Seattle a couple of weeks ago and how that really did transform people's lives. And not in every single case, but in many cases, uh, the hit rate of life transformation that came out of that certification last February was pretty high. So uh, definitely something to consider here. We're not trying to overhype it. We're just, we want to help people. And this is a great way to, to really, like we're describing here in this episode, five to 10 X your business, but to really change how you operate in your business. Or if you're looking to expand or create a consulting company with relation to Facebook ads, that's where we had some of the biggest impacts. We've got some free training coming up. So if you go to dominatewebmedia.com forward slash real ROI. So real dash ROI. That'll take you to any free trainings we've got coming up where we're going to be talking about ways to five to 10 extra business or to send somebody to our certification so they can be the one doing that. Or if you're a consultant or want to be a consultant, then this is something I'd highly recommend checking out as well. This is a, I'm going to show you some very quick ways to basically raise your fees and raise the demand almost overnight. And so we've got a lot of our, our previous guests coming on to give some feedback and advice as well that attended our last event. So please check out dominatewebmedia.com forward slash real dash ROI. If you do want to save a seat, go to dominatewebmedia.com forward slash get certified. And, and also we have, I believe, 20 tours available. There's not 20 left now, but that's what we started with. We're going to be able to take 20 people on a tour of the Facebook ads headquarters in Austin, which is where Ralph and I, we talk about visiting our partner manager and quite a bit. And we got to do that last time as well, but it's 20 spots for the first 20 seats. So that's a pretty cool experience too. They give you a bunch of swag and you get to go through the whole place. So, And that ain't fake scarcity. There's a lot of fake scarcity out there, meaning, oh, we only have 20 spots. Well, we legitimately have 20 spots. That is it. That's the cutoff. So, Oh, uh, we had that happen last time, actually. I'm not going to mention names, but he's still... <laughs> we were like, yeah, you guys have more. No, we don't. I know. He ended up coming anyways, and he didn't get a tour, and he was bummed <laughs> that he didn't pull the trigger earlier. So act fast. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. So uh, Ralph and Molly, will you guys please tell us a little bit of your... Uh, results with your split test stuff. So yeah, so our first split test was using a new feature inside the ads manager, which is conversion value. And conversion value, if you don't know what it is, or you can just Google it, or we'll put a resource in the show notes about Facebook conversion value ads. It basically, it, what it does is it allows the algorithm to optimize after a number of days, typically about seven days or so, for more ROI or more return on ad spend, as opposed to just the lowest cost per conversion. So typically when you start a website conversion objective campaign, you will enter in whatever uh, you're trying to get the most conversions for the least amount of money. And that's really how the algorithm works best. You have an audience, 
it shows your ads to a particular subset of that audience that is most likely to convert. And that's how the algorithm really works, just in a simplified fashion. So this new way of running ads is by using the value of your conversion. So you do need to have the less standard setup in your Facebook pixel, what's called standard events plus dynamic website purchase conversion value insertion. You can get a programmer to do this, or you can learn how to do it on your own. It's not as complicated as it makes it sound. But the point is, is that for every purchase that somebody makes on your website, that dollar amount is sent back to Facebook. And that's what the ads actually start to optimize for, is the more value, the more stuff they buy, the more dollar value, the more they actually optimize your ads for. So we figured that we would test this versus just straight old website conversion ads. And one of our awesome account managers, Tamara, did this on her own in one of our larger ad accounts. And we spent you know around $5,000 on this. And I think the, when we last spoke about it, we were about halfway through the test. But what we found is that Split testing this sort of through Facebook's real split test way of doing things is that we did find that the algorithm did optimize for value more in that particular subset than conversions to the point of that the website purchase conversion value was 1.85. So basically we spent a dollar and we got a dollar 85 back in the value optimized ad sets versus the just straight conversions were 1.3. So in essence, we spent a dollar and we made a dollar 30 back. So a fairly significant difference. And we actually did this as a legitimate split test. So we did get statistical significance. So 1.85 versus 1.3, you know, it took about seven days, as I said, to start to kind of kick in, which is typical of the Facebook algorithm. It usually does take, and we'll be talking a lot about this in the coming months, how they're changing this and how we actually measure this. But regardless, it takes about seven days or so for it to start to optimize. So we did get a winner for conversion value instead of just conversion. So one of our first split tests, we're going to be testing this a lot over the coming months to see if this rings true. We have done some other tests where it didn't work out quite as well, not quite as scientific as this one, but really positive outcome and something that we want to investigate some more. Because after all, I mean, most folks hire us in the agency because they want to spend a dollar, get some branding, obviously, get their word out on their product, but they also want to make money at it. And this is a really great way to tell the algorithm, hey, I want to put in a dollar. I want to make as much money out of this as possible. And uh, this new objective seems to be uh, working. At least it did for us initially. Very cool. Thanks for sharing, dude. All right. Molly now has our second split test results. So the second split test that we wanted to follow up on uh, was the one that we shared a few episodes ago in regards to Facebook's new ability to optimize for link clicks before conversions. So normally when you optimize for conversions, the only option that you have is to simply optimize for conversions right out of the gate. Recently, Facebook added the option to still optimize for conversions as your campaign goal, but at the ad set level, you can click a button that says that you would like to optimize for link clicks first and then switch over to conversions. So the thought process behind this is that Facebook would optimize for something that's a little bit earlier in the funnel first before it starts to optimize for conversions. So best use if something not working or if it's a new offer. 
So when I first reported on this data, clicking that button and optimizing for link clicks was producing a much, much higher cost per lead, and in this scenario, cost per webinar registration, than not clicking that button, even though this was a brand new offer that I had never, ever run traffic to before. Now, what we were thinking, as we mentioned in the previous episode, was that maybe over time, so I reported at a week, and now it's been a month, that maybe over time, the prices would start to even out, right? That optimizing for link clicks um, would end up possibly producing about the same results as if you didn't click that button. And what I found was that it was pretty much true. And so as it sits today, after three weeks, We are targeting our people and cold traffic. So when we targeted our people and we didn't click the button, our cost per lead is $8.25. Targeting our people, warm traffic, when we did click the button, the cost per lead was $8.67. So not clicking the button is still producing a lower cost per lead, but only by a few cents, right? Not a few dollars like the last time uh, we talked about this test. And then uh, very similar here with cold traffic. So to cold traffic, when we did click the button, the cost per lead is $17.39. When we didn't, it's $15.88. So a few dollar differentiation, but that gap has closed a bit uh, since I last reported on this test. So moral of the story, when you're optimizing for conversions, even if it's a new offer, if you feel like clicking that button that says first optimize for link clicks, I wouldn't do so. I still do not think it's the best long-term play uh, for you as a Facebook marketer. As always, give it a test. This might be different for you and your business and the particular offer that you're running traffic to. But based off of the data that I see here, I still think the optimization on this new feature has a bit to go. So as always, we'll test this again in a few months. But for now, guys, I definitely wouldn't click that button. Just keep optimizing for conversions and let Facebook do its thing. Alrighty, hopefully you can take at least one or two things away from those split tests and uh, check them out, try them out. We'd love to hear from any of you. If you tried any of these things, if it worked, if it didn't work, or maybe if you had another cool split test you want to share. Uh, Make sure you head to our groups, Facebook Ads University or Digital Marketer Engage. Now, let's transition over to part two of the three-step formula to uh, five to 10x your ad spend and your business. On the first part, what we did was we took you through our upside AIP algorithm is what we called it. And... What this is, is explaining to you how once you understand how to target the right people on Facebook and truly understand that level of awareness and or level of intent, and then are able to mix in the, just the understanding of the different personas on Facebook, it really can change the game for your business immediately. A lot of times it's just an aha moment. Boom, people go from losing to winning overnight. We've seen it so many times over and over and over again. And so upside is just really understanding that awareness level. So you can put the right message to the right audience. 
and strategically move people from unaware to aware to having intent to buy your product or service. And then understanding the different personas. Some people are impulse buyers or impulse action takers, and some people are very slow, methodical, emotionally driven decision makers. And that's really it. Once you understand that, it can change the game. And then you integrate the whole Eddie formula where you can use a video ad to educate, demonstrate, inform, and or entertain. And you can create ads that can be running for a long time. We've got ads that have been running for a year at a time, two years, some cases, almost three years straight, one ad that's been running. So we kind of went through that process. And now we're going to put it all together and show you some examples of clients that are doing this and that we've done this for, as well as how to integrate some of that kind of deep funnel retargeting, that uh, smart retargeting, we call it. It's great to talk theory and how it all works, but you know, unless you actually apply it and do it in a tactical way, and we do this sort of over and over again, this is this repeatable formula that we consistently do to get good results, especially you know, in this particular case, it's in the e-commerce space. This works in all kinds of different industries, if we didn't say that before. But in this case, we're in the health and wellness industry selling a physical product, which is something that you can certainly do off cold traffic right in Facebook. And we do this all day long for multiple types of customers, multiple industries, and you can do the same thing. So let's take the theory here and let's actually apply it into how we created these campaigns and what the strategy was behind it. So the first thing is, is that we created a number of three-step video ad formula videos. And some of them are, you know, four minutes in length. Some of them are upwards of 11 or 12 minutes in length. The point is, is that we found one that really did resonate. And that was one of the ones that you'll actually see in the slide deck where there's a great deal of education that's going on. And to a certain degree, there's some information. And so there's the, uh, the Eddie formula. This definitely educates, it demonstrates to a certain degree sort of at the end of it, but it also really informs people that, you know, these 11 particular superfoods are super important for your overall health and wellness. So that's one that we used right from the get-go and it's still actually running to this day. So the video formula is pretty straightforward. They stop the scroll. There's some motion to begin with. And then the vast majority of the video itself is really is just sort of informing and educating people on these particular 11 superfoods and what their real benefit is. And the call to action at the end is a logical sort of call to action. Say, hey, if you want to get these 11 superfoods, then click here to get our product. And that's when the demonstration part of it sort of kicks in. So they actually show it being mixed around and show, you know, how good it is and people actually consuming it. So there is sort of a demonstrate with the sales pitch with the call to action. And in our ad copy, we, we're very, very specific, like click here to learn more, click here to get it kind of that, you know, not really too complicated. So we're going to get your attention. Then we're going to show you and demonstrate and educate and inform you on this particular thing that you might not have known about. And then the logical solution is if you want these things, click the button to get more. And we use this over and over again. It works really, really well. So for you as the somebody who's actually thinking about this, think about like your product or service. How can you educate your market or inform your market of something they probably don't know about your particular solution? That would be a great video ad, a three-step video ad. Or and if you don't have access to video, as Keith said in the last episode, you can also do the same thing in sort of a longer, what we call long-ass copy post, where you're going through the entire story or the education and information stage, and then with a call to action at the end. So 
Typically, these types of videos work best if it's an aha moment or if it's something that they didn't know or it shatters a popular myth. We've seen that work extremely well, or maybe some contrarian kind of wisdom. Like, you know, you think like breakfast is the most important meal of the day, but is it really? And we did this in a non-video ad that Keith talked about in the last episode to the same type of effect. So that's one of the first videos that we did. And then we really did multiple variations of the same theme with sort of different types of hooks to them. Like we had discussed in episode 117, there's different buyer personas. There's different ways or pathways in which people process information. But for us, we look at it, well, let's just figure out like a different hook. We'll figure out sort of a different way to position the same kind of thing. So uh, the second video that we use talks about how to actually juice without juicing too much sugar, because if you juice too much sugar, then you may actually do the opposite of what you're trying to do, trying to get healthier, maybe lose weight. You might actually get less healthy and actually gain weight. So it's popular myth. People are like, hey, if I'm juicing, I'm going to be healthy. But this actually calls into question that myth and then teaches them and educates them why they should juice in this particular way. So the video fully articulates that, and then the ad copy reinforces it in the ad itself. And then the third one that we use is completely different. These are just three out of many that we found that work. This is actually one where the spokesperson is completely different. So we change it up. This is actually a female as opposed to a male spokesperson. And, you know, they go into a slightly different pitch, a slightly different type of objective using six metabolism boosting superfoods. Got to be careful on that sometimes with policy, but this is one that is policy compliant. And these are the metabolism boosting foods that you should be eating every single day. So slightly different sort of informational kind of part to the video. And then obviously, if you want those same metabolism boosting superfoods, you know, the call to action is just click on the ad, click on the video to get this product. Really sort of straightforward and simple, but they're well-produced. They don't have to be necessarily well-produced. We see, you know, lots of videos where it's just sort of done with an iPhone. In fact, we just started one just the other day for a customer that's now making sales to the moment. Like we literally started it and it's an iPhone video and it just educates somebody with a couple of calls to action and a few like B-roll, as we call it, that sort of reinforce some of the, the most important points in the video. But it's very low budget. Guy did it with his iPhone. So don't feel like you need a big production studio to get this sort of thing done. Ralph just went through three different hooks, right? Three different videos with different topics at hand. And just to ease your mind a little bit, you don't start that way, okay? You want to start with one. And a lot of times... We have clients that have only used one main video for two years. I mean, I've got to think of a couple situations where there's one main video that's their lead gen video that's been running for two and a half years, but there's been slightly different variations of that, but it's still the same topic just to mix it up. Now, in this case, though, they're now once you get some momentum, then you can start to add different types of hooks to resonate with all those different people within those same large audiences. And I want to give you one really important thing to think about, important tip here. And it's when you're trying to figure out what's the topic, what's the hook, one red flag to look for is if you're talking about your product any time in the beginning of your video or even in the middle of it, unless it's just a subtle kind of reference to as part of your, your main topic, then you're probably not going to win. You've got to figure out a way, because remember, Facebook is the online party, right? It's a social environment. It's not Google. 
It's not the yellow pages. People aren't searching for information. They're hanging out. And so you need to be coming at them with something that is interesting, something that stands out in the newsfeed, something that they're going to want to watch. And more importantly, they're going to want to share maybe in comment or tag one of their friends because you just revealed some pretty dang useful information or maybe it was funny or sad or emotional. And what happens is, is when you give somebody an aha moment, you make them aware of something that they didn't know about before. And then you pivot to why your product or service makes it easier, faster, cheaper, simpler for them. Then you've got a winner, right? So think about that. Like what's the reason why you created your product or what's the foundational ingredients or whatever it is and how can you give somebody value? But then, hey, you know what? I've got a training where we go deeper here or we created this supplement that has all this stuff in it so you don't have to go buy it all. So that's just my one very important kind of piece of advice to kind of reiterate here. Bear in mind, all three of these video ads are just like a sampling of ones that we have created over a course of time that do work. And all you really do need is one good ad to really transform your business for sure. But this is uh, reiterates the point that some people just need a different type of hook or a different type of way in which to get the information to them. But they all are sitting way down on the bottom of the stair step of the upside curve. There, A lot of these people, they might be aware of your product. They could be in that cold traffic audience, like we delineated in the last episode. But the majority of these people are probably unaware of the problem. They don't know that these 11 superfoods, for example, exist. And they might be problem and desire aware. They might be aware that they need to get healthier. They might be aware that they need to lose weight, but they're not quite sure what they should do as of yet. So these types of videos to cold traffic are really good at sort of indoctrinating those people who are unaware of the problem, unaware that you actually exist in the outside world, that your solution actually exists. And maybe some of them are aware of your stuff too. So this this video sort of covers all steps of the upside curve. But what this also does is it creates a massive amount of warm audiences. Then we can capture those and create audiences and then target them with a slightly different message, which is sort of the phase two of this whole thing. So we've got most of the majority of our ad spend is spent on those cold traffic audiences. And that's just because obviously we can create buyers straight off those ads, which we do to the tune of about 1.5 to 1 return on ad spend right out of the gate. And the beautiful thing is this is actually a recurring billing product. So all we're trying to do is just acquire customers and the profit for our customer is really is on month two, but they're still not going negative on their front ad spend, which is awesome. So you can push this as much as you want. It really sort of depends on uh, what the finances are in your particular business. I would definitely refer you back to episode 106, how much can you spend to acquire a customer? So these guys have figured out exactly how much they can pay to acquire a customer. So they want to pay a little bit more than the competition, maybe outbid the competition because they know what the value of a customer is. So in those cold traffic audiences, we are getting sales. But second to that, we're also going to scoop up all the warm traffic for the people that have viewed the videos, people who have actually clicked to the sales page, people who have clicked all the way through to the ad to cart, perhaps, with a different strategy. But yeah, so we're making use of that ad spend. And then in the second phase, we really do go after what's referred to as retargeting back to the original product. And this is part of sort of this smart 
retargeting strategy that we deploy. And we're actually adding some more tools to this toolbox as we speak, as Facebook continues to roll out new features with retargeting and dynamic product ads and so forth. But this is fairly straightforward. So anyone who clicks through to your ad or watches a certain percentage of your video, in this case, it's usually it's about 50 to 75% of video view audience or a video engagement audience, or somebody who's actually clicked all the way to the sales page, but maybe hasn't gone to what we refer to as the add to cart page, we'll then just retarget them back to the original product. And one of the ads that we really like to use for these types of audiences, because these audiences aren't quite as big as like the million, million plus, two million, you know, 40 million cold traffic audiences, which we target with the first phase. These are in the tens of thousands or maybe hundreds of thousands people here. And what we do is we really just send them what we refer to as a dynamic retargeting ad, which you can do right inside ads manager, right at the ad set level. And just reminds them to come back and get all their healthy superfoods because we know that they've watched a certain percentage of the video. We know that they are interested in superfoods because otherwise they wouldn't linger over the video for, you know, what's uh, 50% or 75% of view of that is anywhere between four to six minutes. So that's a long time to invest to watch a video, even if you're watching it with the sound off, because we do these all with subtitles as well, just to make sure that we gather those audiences. But the point is, is that we send them right back to the original product. So come back and get it. We reiterate a couple of different features of the product, and then a couple of different views of it, some packages, some detox bundles that we add in there as well. But it all centers around the main product. Really sort of simple here, but we like to use the carousel ad type for these, but we also use video. We also use straight images. In some of these ads, we'll actually do sort of shorter videos that we call sort of objection overcoming videos, typical to products that are similar to this one. But at the core of it is really sort of these dynamic retargeting ads. So these ones here, even though their ad spend isn't quite as much as the original, the ones that we're sending to cold traffic are getting about a four to one return on ad spend meaning that you spend a dollar, you make four back. So we're just scooping up the traffic that we've already indoctrinated and warmed up. And these people are, uh, in most cases, they just need sort of a little push, a little push over the edge to make that purchase. And a lot of times folks will perhaps give a discount here. We don't do a discount. In this particular case, we go right back to the full sale of the product. And if you look at the upside curve, and you'll see this inside the slide deck, is these folks, you've graduated them from the unaware of the problem or problem desire aware. They're now solution aware. They're now know that juicing will help get them healthier. And in particular, depending on how much they've actually watched the video, they're now aware of your solution. So we treat these audiences slightly differently. We don't have to sell or inform quite as much. It's more just like, come back and get it. Maybe reiterate the fact that you don't have to shop or blend or don't have to do any sort of juicing. There's no cleanup. It tastes great. You know, we're back in stock, whatever it happens to be. Give them a reason to click. There's no reason to do any sort of false scarcity, you know, any only 20 left (laughs) in that case, but just sort of present the product right back to them. And and that's how we get results for this one at about a four to one margin, which, which is a great part of the overall strategy. And remember, when it comes to your retargeting campaigns, some of the best videos or ads that some of our clients have done as well are... Well, they'll create a video that is maybe 
another kind of a shortened version of the sales video, right? Maybe you have a video on your sales page that would not work for cold audiences because you're, all you're doing is, you know, mostly selling the product and talking about features and benefits, but for warm audiences that would work. Or sometimes, especially if you're, if you're really running a lot of Facebook ads and you're building your brand fast, and maybe if you have a lot of content on your main hub website, maybe you create one or two articles per week. And so people are coming there all the time and maybe somebody isn't in that exact funnel, but if they have been following you for a while and they see a video about a product, they might just buy it even if they didn't go through the main sequence. So sometimes will a client will do like a two minute video or a five minute video that's kind of selling the product just like they were speaking to a cold audience almost, right? Uh, or maybe one of their warm kind of fans or visitors. Think about it that way. So sometimes you might be kind of pitching it a slightly different way because some people, just because they see your video or just because they land on the product page doesn't mean they really were paying attention, right? All right. Have you ever had that wife or husband say, are you listening? Yeah, I'm listening. But you're not really hearing them, are you? Right. So that's what happens on Facebook a lot. So don't, don't be afraid. So the low hanging fruit always works like the coupon done, but, but sometimes the different way to sell can work really, really well as well. We found that just sort of the product video in these particular ads work really, really well. So just test it and you look what assets you have. That might not be appropriate for cold traffic, but stranger things have happened, Keith, that we actually have used sort of the sales page video ad and get sales right off cold traffic. It depends on how great the offer is. I can think of a couple of instances off the top of my head where agency customers right now are actually doing that, but the offer is just so darn good. Uh, They don't need a whole lot of convincing. But in this case, yeah, they just need to be reminded. They've already been warmed up. They already kind of know who you are. They just need a little nudge. So maybe it is it's just a sizzle reel of how cool your product is or how cool your service is. So sometimes that's all they need is just a little nudge over the edge. So really effective sort of second stage to scoop up that additional traffic you've already paid for. So in the third phase of this, and this is this can get pretty complicated. We've In the slide deck, you'll actually see this. We only use one particular add an ad set for it, but there's a lot of different ways to do it, especially now with messenger ads to TPAs and a bunch of other things. But we use for those people who have really expressed a lot of interest, have gone deep, deep into your funnel. Perhaps they've clicked on your sales page. They've gone to your product page. They've gone so far as to click the add to cart button. Now they're on your cart. And unfortunately, the vast majority of people who make it this far end up abandoning. So, I mean, it's upwards of 90% in mobile. If you have mobile customers that abandon your site on a mobile device when they get to the add to cart page. So in upwards of 60, 70%, depending on which study that you read, if they're on a desktop. So there's a lot of folks here who are bailing out on you. So you definitely want to make sure that you go after them. And one of the best inventions for scooping up that traffic, which you've already paid for, bear in mind, but has not bought is what Facebook introduced. I don't know when they introduced it. I guess it was like a year and a half, two years ago is called dynamic product ads. So, and these are ads that automatically promote your products to people who have expressed interest on your website. 
And in our case, we focus really on those who have expressed a lot of interest, so much so that they've gone all the way to the add to cart. So that's the last thing you go to before you actually click and purchase. You're entering your credit card info. If you enter it all in, click, boom, then you go to the success page. But most people bail out at this stage. So we want to make sure that we get them back. And these dynamic product ads from Facebook allow Facebook to actually use what's called your product catalog. And then you can put it into what's called feeds. So we'll leave a resource here in the the show notes for this one. But the point is, is that you have to have an e-commerce store as of right now to be able to use this feature. So for most e-com customers, they're either on their homegrown platform or maybe they're on Shopify or BigCommerce or WooCommerce or another platform that's standard. But what these do is they dynamically show different products to your audience based upon their previous action and very, very cool ads. And these are not, you know, these audiences aren't quite as big as your dynamic retargeting audiences and obviously not as big as your cold traffic audiences, but they do return probably the best return on ad spend out of any ads that we do. And in this particular case, the ads that you see inside the slide deck, they're at about a 10 to 1 ROI. So we're spending about a dollar thereabouts. We're getting about 9 to $10 back, depending on how and which way we target these folks. So super important, not a tremendous amount of volume. You can also use dynamic product ads with Facebook Messenger ads, which is really cool, which is almost its own episode unto itself, Keith. But the point is, is that in these ads, we're really showing the entire product portfolio. So if they had clicked on our ad and got all the way through to the add to cart for the green juice product, well, for dynamic product ads, we'll show them a product feed that, or a product set in the feed that actually includes that product plus other ones that are related to it. So let's say you have different products, different colors of your juice. You would see the green juice, but then you would see all the other colors in that product set or that product feed. And that way, Facebook is actually dynamically showing the right ad to the right person at the right time. And in most cases, when we set these up, we set them up so that there are people who have taken this action relatively recently, like they've added the product to the cart within the last seven or 14 days. You know, we might have different ads that maybe are from 14 days outward to 28 days, maybe make a different sort of offer to them. So there's a lot of different ways that you can use these, but this is a really cool way of just scooping up that highly targeted traffic, the people that are way up on the upside curve. They're not on the UPDS anymore. They are your solution aware they're at the, almost the highest phase and they're just looking for the right deal. You know, just give me a deal. Show me something that's similar to something that you know that I already want. Or a deadline. Or a deadline. Yeah, absolutely. So they just need an even like slighter push. Like maybe before and the, the dynamic retargeting ads, you were giving them a, a pretty good push. On these, you're basically just sort of flicking them over the edge. You know, they're just about ready to buy because they've taken the action of going all the way through your website and just about to put in their credit card information when they bail out. So definitely use dynamic product ads. And we'll leave, uh, like I said, some, some resources in the show notes, as well as take a look at the slide deck to see exactly how we implement these. Absolutely. Once again, hit that show notes digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 117 and 118 today. 
Now, you're definitely going to want to download those slides. Obviously, we, we covered a lot of stuff here and a lot of it's visual and it will make it really, it'll make a lot more sense to you. And listen to this episode again. Listen to both of these episodes again. This is the stuff that it will not hurt you to listen to over and over again and get your team involved as well. So just to recap, we went through a three-step process, the three steps to five to 10x your Facebook ad spend and your business growth. Step one is leverage that upside awareness formula. Leverage it, understand it, study it. It'll change the game. Step two, use the three-step video ad formula. So you'll give yourself the best possible upside potential, all right? You're combining three-step video ad formula and using that upside formula, the sky's the limit. (laughs) And then you're going to run smart retargeting to pick up anything that was dropped off the truck and you're just going to be following it through the little village, picking up everything, all those apples that are are falling off the the back of the truck. Oh, I like that analogy. And it's easy pickings. (laughs) And it is apple picking season right now, by the way, in New England. So, <laughs> Oh, is it? Nice, nice, nice. Sure. Fall is here, brother. Uh, other than that, once again, I, re- I want to remind you that our certification event is open. If you have somebody on your team that you want to send and turn that person into a true customer acquisition machine, somebody that can look at any scenario and take that situation and come up with a better solution. The people that come to our certification, we go so deep into this stuff with them with multiple scenarios. And I really modeled this training after my experience in the airline industry. And so the goal is to get them in the simulator, you know, flying the airplane and uh, looking at real life case studies so they can go tackle any situation when it comes to Facebook ads. So if you want to be a consultant, if you want to potentially work within the DWM agency, Mm. uh, that's the best place to be. And a lot of people uh, are doing that now and and absolutely loving it. So yeah, doing this stuff right here that we talked about, which is way cool. So once again, that's www.dominatewebmedia.com forward slash real dash ROI. And that's it. That's it for today. That's it till next week. We love doing this. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great week. See ya. See ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Grant, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. John Moran here. Q1 is closing and it probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped. I'm sure your agency is telling you that they crushed it, but in reality, it probably crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you, or if there's something wrong but you can't quite put your finger on what, go to tier11.com forward slash apply. That's tier11.com forward slash apply. And we'll get set up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make agencies look good.